Welcome to Sully Sets, musings on sales and life. I'm your host, Rick Sully, and I've spent the past 25 years in the greatest profession in the world, sales. And the number one goal on my podcast is to teach you everything I've learned. I give you the tips, tools, and techniques necessary to excel in sales, network marketing, and most importantly, in life. So listen, learn, and enjoy the journey. Hey everybody, Rick Sully with a special edition of the Sully Says Podcast. And this week we're going to talk about what else? but COVID-19, or the coronavirus, as it's more commonly known. This disease has become a pandemic across the entire world, and it has descended upon our country, and we're in the midst of uncharted waters. This is like nothing we've ever seen before. Uh, Information overload via the government, uh, the media, and of course Twitter. And we're trying to sort through and figure out what's real and what isn't. We're seeing unprecedented steps taking place, like the closing of schools, uh, colleges, bars, restaurants, and other non-essential businesses. Every sporting event has been canceled in our country, including the Masters, although they're saying it's postponed. And I had tickets this year after a 10-year wait, so I'm a little extra disappointed, but I am going to rally because that's the kind of person I am. But in any event, we are also using words like social distancing, which apparently has existed for quite some time, but I had never really utilized prior to this pandemic. Many companies in the United States are erring on the side of caution by having employees work from home. Now, a lot of people out there they're not going to see much of a change because their workday consists of being on the phone, being in front of computers, being on conference calls. So while they may not have to go to an office uh, and then the venue will change, the activities that they do every day are going to be about the same. But there's a large group of folks out there uh, who are going to be significantly impacted by this decision, whether their company's making them stay home or the government tells them to stay home, and that is salespeople. Salespeople, I almost said we, but I'm going to go back to we, even though I'm in a management role now. We spend a majority of our days visiting current accounts or prospecting new businesses. We're in the field roughly eight hours every single day. Some of us more, sadly, some of us less. But our success is in direct correlation to how many customer and prospect contacts we have on a given day. So when that activity comes to a screeching halt, like it is right now, that's going to have a really huge impact on the company, the territory, and the individual. And ultimately, it's gonna have an impact financially. So I look at this and all this uncertainty and chaos, confusion, and, and social distancing, and I say, what does it mean for a professional salesperson? So I jotted some things down. I actually wrote an article on LinkedIn. If you're not an audiophile, you can check out that article. Basically, in my mind, it's an opportunity. So I'm going to talk to you about pandemic selling, making the most of being stuck at home. 
And I'm going to give you some tips that I think are really going to help streamline this process for you. It's going to make you more productive and going to make, when you come out of this pandemic and you're allowed to, you're released back into the world, you're going to see a significant impact on your business in a positive way. Number one, you have to have a daily plan. Now, anybody in sales, you should already have a daily plan. I know a lot of you don't. It's more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants approach, which I don't subscribe to. But it should be standard operating procedure to have a daily plan. If it's not, you need to make it one. And when you're working from home, you have to have one because there are so many distractions at home. Uh, so you need to know exactly what you want to accomplish every single day. And you've got to write this plan down. And you've got to keep it front and center on your desk. So when you get up in the morning and you sit down at your desk, you know exactly what you need to accomplish for that day. You've got to be very specific. And you've got to be very thorough. Right? Not good enough to just say, hey, I'm going to make a few calls today, or I'm going to maybe check with my existing accounts, and maybe I'll send a few emails. No, that's not going to get it done. You have to say who you're going to call and who you're going to email and what else you're going to do to help with your personal professional growth. Because you know the old saying, and you've heard it a thousand times if you've been in sales, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. Number two, maintain regular contact with your customers. Now, I know that sounds super obvious, but I think with the tendency is some of us, we'll make that initial call and we'll check in and then we'll just say, okay, they're going to be fine. If they need me, they'll call. But the reality is, they're going to get so caught up in the, the chaos of their own business that they may not think to call you. And if they're not thinking of you, chances are they may not be utilizing your product or service. So you need to make that introductory call, as I talked about, and let them know you are available via phone, email, or text should they need anything. What that's going to do is it's going to put their mind at ease and allow them to focus on the right things which is patient care. Uh, whatever the case might be, this is a great way to streamline that existing process and make sure you, you create some leads from all these calls you've made. Now, the good news is a lot of the prospects that you're going to be reaching out to are probably going to have some downtime as well because there's just not going to be as many patients coming through the door. So I believe the best place to start is a phone call because this is the easiest way to connect you directly with a decision maker. I'm going to encourage you to write down a script, though. Do not fly by the seat of your pants. It doesn't work. Any more than it works when you prospect. You know what you're going to say when you walk in for a cold call. The same thing applies here. Just a real basic script, a couple points you're trying to get across, and the whole point is you're, you're trying to get commitment for the next step, whether that's an appointment, a lunch, whatever the case may be. But it's going to take practice, and it's going to be trial and error, just like it does when you're face-to-face. Uh, I would also challenge you to use email. A lot of offices uh, and physicians put their email address right on the card. So reach out to them. Put together a really short, concise script uh, that you can try to grab their attention, maybe in the subject line or the first sentence. It doesn't have to be this very long, drawn-out email. Just a quick couple of points to pique their interest and try to gain those next steps, as I talked about earlier. I would like to encourage you to be fun and creative. Now, don't be funny. I've said this before, and I, every time I, I talk about being funny, I stress, if you're not a funny person, don't try to be funny because it'll come off completely wrong. And lastly, if you want some additional tips, uh, and I'm not being paid to say this, but I recommend the book Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt if you want some uh, more ideas on how to sell via the phone and the email. 
Step four is social media. Now, social media has already created some degree of social distancing. I mean, think about it. We have become so accustomed to communicating via social media, DMs, IM, Messenger, and all these other vehicles that we spend less time communicating face-to-face or via the phone, which sets up a whole myriad of problems, number one being miscommunication. But that, my friends, is a podcast for another day. But let me get back to this. I think in the instance we're speaking of now with a pandemic where everyone's kind of locked in their homes and we're cutting down on our face-to-face communication considerably, it's a good thing to have access to social media. Now, it's my contention that professional salespeople should already be using social media to some extent. Uh, How much they use it probably varies on the comfort level and the confidence of the individual, and then how much success they've had utilizing it in the past. Now, I think a lot of you have, you know, eschewed uh, this tool uh, because you you just don't see the connection in your head, like, how is this going to work? It's going to feel like an intrusion. And probably a lot of you who feel that way are the same ones that don't like to make cold calls. But again, another podcast for another day. Uh, And it's good because I write these down because it's where I get my ideas. So now I have two separate ones. Uh, But I want you to look at this next two to three weeks when you're going to be in a lockdown here as a chance to jump on the bandwagon with two feet. The best option to do that is going to be LinkedIn. Now, I am a huge proponent of LinkedIn. I I often post articles on there, inspirational quotes, uh, things of that nature. It is an outstanding vehicle for salespeople in particular. Uh, You, at this point, should already be connected with most of your customers. If not, use this time to kind of look through your customer database and make sure uh, that you're connected with them. And if not, obviously do it. And also businesses, like if you uh, have a health system or a hospital or a, a, you know, a, a large business uh, park or whatever the case may be, make sure you're following them uh, because this is a great way to be able to uh, cement that relationship uh, when they post things or if you have an interesting article you want to get to a customer quickly, this is a great way to do it. But the other side of the equation is what about prospects? Now, again, you always want to tread lightly here. You don't want to inundate anybody, but you can follow anybody without actually having to make a connection. Uh, It makes more logical sense to follow a a business, like I said, a hospital, health system, uh, you know, things of that, that ilk. But I always try to connect with an individual. But whatever you decide, this is going to increase your presence. And then what you do is you use it next time you're in the office. Hey, saw the post on LinkedIn about you opening a new location. That is great news. Really excited for you guys. Love to talk to you about partnership opportunities we may have as your expansion continues. I mean, how powerful is that? So make sure you connect with all of your customers and you follow and potentially connect with as many prospects as you can. It's a very unobtrusive way to do it. Now, the other social media Facebook, Instagram, and some of the ones I don't even know about are other ways to build relationships outside of traditional methods as well. Uh, But this is a great way to maybe cement those relationships with the ancillary staff. Maybe not the decision makers, but the other people in the office that can help influence the decision makers. Uh, Just something to think about. But keep in mind, when you're on social media, Facebook 
and Instagram, anything you post on there is going to be something that those individuals remember. So steer clear of anything that could ruffle some feathers, like politics and religion. First and second on every list. Next thing I want to talk about that you can do while you're cooped up for the next several weeks is professional development. You know, there's been so many occasions when I've been speaking to representatives in person or riding with them in the field, and you know, I've heard, uh, I talk to them, and say, you know, do you listen to, you know, any you know, books on sales or, or personal development or anything of uh, that nature while you're driving? And I'd say seven times out of ten I hear, oh, no, I don't have time to read or listen to books or podcasts. Quite frankly, that is such a ridiculous statement because the majority of a salesperson's day is spent behind the wheel, in the car, with access to speakers that can project sound, and that sound can be directly related to a podcast or a book from Audible, and you can learn, okay? This should be opportunities to listen to books about sales, leadership, time management, relationship building, and everything in between. There's a statement that's been used countless times that I love to share with reps who aren't really embracing this concept is the car needs to be your classroom. And every time you're not listening to something, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're holding yourself back from developing personally and professionally. But here we go. Now is an opportunity while you're homebound to change this habit and just spend maybe 10 minutes a day listening to a podcast or listening to a audible book on sales or something of that nature. Take the leap, because I think once you do this, you're going you're gonna to see the value in it, and you're going to like it, and it's become, it will become an integral part of your day as you're moving from office to office. And let me tell you this, too. A lot of people say, well, I, don't, I can't concentrate. I, it doesn't work. It, it just kind of goes one ear and out the other. No, it doesn't. You will be surprised how much you retain even though you're not consciously listening to it. What's the old saying? We, we only use about 10% of our brain. Well, trust me, that other 90% is being utilized in this situation, and you will pick up a lot of pearls along the way. So remember, the book by Stephen Covey, Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about sharpening the saw. Well, this is your chance to do that personally and professionally. Next thing to remember while you're working from home, please exercise and eat healthy. This is so critical. You know, with non-essential businesses closing, that means the local gym is a no-go, okay? But that doesn't mean you can't come up with other options. Uh, you can go to the local trail for a walk, a jog, or a bike ride. Uh, you can take a quick jaunt around the neighborhood or your high school track. Now, some of you are going to say, no, 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 I'm not supposed to leave the house. I'm on lockdown. Well, listen, there's enough apps out there, uh, Peloton and some of these others, that you can find things to do in your home that will still qualify as exercise and help you maintain your fitness and increase your energy. Uh, now, it's really hard for salespeople because you guys, all of us, we're used to being out and about every single day. So this is going to make sure that we're operating at our physical and mental best. But you also have to be cognizant of what you're putting in your body. Uh, I've gotten in the habit of really not eating breakfast. And I know my, my mother would, is, no, it's the most important meal of the day. But the fact is, I'll eat something at dinner. I usually push through till morning, have a cup of coffee, maybe a bar. And then at lunchtime, I'll leave my office, never eat at my desk. I'll leave my office for a half hour and I will 
eat something healthy. Because the last thing you want to do is put garbage in, because it's garbage out, but you're going to be sitting there all day. And that is going to cause problems because you're going to potentially gain weight if you're not exercising and you're putting something bad in your system. And it's going to have immediate negative and long-term effects on your mind and your body. All right, the last step I want to talk about is organize, or organization, if you will. And anybody that knows me knows that this has become a very uh, big buzzword for me. Because I get the question all the time, what do you think makes a great salesperson? And I really keep coming back to being organized, because it, it, it dovetails in so many different directions. So I want you to look at this time at home as a chance to, to for a clean slate, to start over. Um, you're never going to have a better opportunity to unclutter your professional and personal life than you will over the next several weeks. And in my mind, being and then ultimately staying organized is really the difference between like a good salesperson and an outstanding salesperson. So I'm going to give you some ideas, some things you can do to help you get organized. And remember, don't just assume you're going to do these. Put them on your daily task list. These are the things I'm going to do today. For example, clean out your email. How many emails do you have sitting in there, potentially from customers or internal customers, that you just haven't acted on and they need to be done? Uh, maybe you have learning modules for your company that need to be completed. Do those. Update your sales pipeline. All of us have leads. Maybe some of them are on business cards. Maybe some of them are written on a piece of paper. Now put them in your CRM and update your pipeline accordingly. Do your expenses. Uh, clean out your office and your desk. You cannot work in an environment that has stacks of documents on there or, or is just a mess. Or you Just take the time. I'm telling you, it will make such a difference in your mind and create just a positive, positive zen-like experience if you don't have things all over your office. Uh, redo your call plan. Especially if you're in a bit of a slump and you're not getting anywhere, this is a great time to redo things and maybe change it up so you're going to different parts of your territory in different days. Uh, take this time to read articles and trade journals. Very important. I'm sure part of that stack of stuff I'm talking about in your desk is filled with these types of things. Sort through them, get rid of what you don't need, read what you like, highlight, share with your uh, colleagues, and then move on. It's a great chance to rework your opener that you use with a gatekeeper, your elevator speech, and then ultimately your entire sales presentation. Maybe you don't need to. Maybe yours is very good. Maybe it's working. Fine. Doesn't mean you can't practice. But some of you, listen, you're just, it's not working. It's not, it's not you. It's either forced, it's contrived, it's not getting the attention of the, the gatekeeper or the, the decision maker. So redo it. Write it down. This is what I'm going to do for the first seven seconds. This is my 30-second elevator speech, and this is my presentation. And once you've done it, you've practiced a few times, then record yourself on video doing this new opener or elevator speech or sales presentation. And you're going to be amazed at what you see yourself doing and saying, how many fillers like and and um you're using, what you do with your hands. It's going to be incredibly eye-opening, and it will really help you look at yourself with, I think, a more critical eye and improve. Because those little things like that could be the difference between closing a sale and not closing a sale. And here's one that I doubt any of you will do, but I encourage you to role play with your boss or maybe a colleague over the phone or via FaceTime. Just say, hey, listen, I just put this new one together. I practiced it a bunch of times. I really like to try this out on you. Do you mind? First of all, you do that with your boss. 
they might fall over, but your stock will go up so much because they can see how seriously you're taking your profession. Uh, order sales materials from your company store. Uh, when's the last time some of you have done that? And go through your old sales material in your garage and get rid of the stuff that's outdated or you no longer use. And here's one that's critically important. You may have had goals for the beginning of 2020. And maybe some of those are still attainable, but the fact is a lot of them are going to be difficult to reach because we're going to be working in a compressed timeline. So take the time to set new goals for the remainder of 2020. And keep those goals front and center so you know what you're working toward. All right, listen. Nothing that I'm going to say is going to change the fact that the next two to four weeks are going to be incredibly long, boring, and frustrating. And if you're in close confines with your family, you're probably going to be on the borderline of going insane. But there's nothing we can do to change that. So you have two options. You can either focus on those negative feelings and let them permeate your mind and your body. Or you can use this as an opportunity to get organized, to improve yourself, and to develop professionally. And I think when the dust settles, the salespeople in that latter group are going to have this newfound energy and excitement. And those winners, as I like to call them, are going to use these emotions and this energy to grow existing business, drive new sales, and make money. Because right now, it's important to think about that. Stock market's taking a hit. Your commissions are going to drop because you're not selling. So you need to come out that latter half of 2020 and do everything in your power to drive as much business as you can so you can try to make the commissions that you're going to be losing during those off months. So we've covered a lot of ground as usual on the Sully Says Podcast. And the tips I gave you today are designed for many reasons, but most notably to help you develop a pretty significant advantage over your competition and your colleagues. Because there's really going to be two types of people here. There's going to be those that fritter and waste the hours over the next two weeks. Thank you, Roger Waters and Pink Floyd. And there's going to be those of you who take the proverbial bull by the horn and make the most out of this opportunity. And those that do that are utilizing the building blocks for a long, successful, and profitable sales career. I'm Rick Sully. Please be smart. Please be safe. And please stay home.